Chillo Oddballs. We made it. The end of 2023. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. I am so excited for this episode of the Average Oddcast. This is your host, Mike Heath. We got something very special for you. What we've done with the team is we've taken the best episodes from this year, clips, some of our favorite clips. We won't even say that they're the best. That's probably too high of an expectation, Uh, but a way of a best of 2023 plus the two episodes we released in 2022 in November and December, basically 2023, recapping what we've done, where we've gone, the journey we've been on. 35 episodes we didn't do weekly no we sure didn't you know that's okay we we weren't even sure if we wanted to be a weekly podcast we're honestly still not sure we think we will be in 2024 but we're back where it all began in the green chair back in the lab with a really messy room and a kind of put together corner to record this brief introduction of the best of 2023. We've got so much in store for 2024. Number one, we're going to do a weekly show. We're still trying to figure out who we are. A bunch of oddballs out here, a bunch of average out oddcasts, you know. That's kind of the, I don't know if you've caught this, but average oddcast is a play on the word podcast and it being odd. And obviously, uh, uh, additionally, outcasts, oddcasts, we're the, we're the, the outcast of the outcast, we're the oddcasts. That's who we are. And maybe, maybe you're cool and you listen to this podcast and praise God. That's what I got to say. And I'm th- so thankful uh, for each and every one of you uh, for supporting what we do here. Uh, again, we're going to try to be weekly. Uh, we're going to do some cool stuff uh, with Patreon in 2024. So get psyched about that. So without further ado, without further ado, without further ado, that's what it is. Without further ado, here is the best of 2020. We all live in an oddly funny world. Oddly funny world. Oddly funny world. We all live in an oddly funny world. Oddly funny world. Oddly funny world. First in my hand. Mr. Chappelle, are you on? Most in my head, sir. Comedy is coming. It's coming down. Sarge, it's comedy. Cut the cable. Drop the mic. It's a... Captain? Oh, Captain, my captain. As we joked about your mama. Welcome to the Just Trying to Podcast with your host, Mike Tony Heath. Of Puppy Mills in the Nation. You know, I believe it because of all the Amish. <laughs> Wait, are Amish people known for running puppy mills? What, bro? I've literally not- never heard that in my entire life. I can't tell if that 
if that's a joke or a fact, dude. No, 100% real. I mean, I'm not trying to be general. I mean, and I won't even be offensive because Amish people will never see this, but... Um, <laughs> that's terrible. I hate that I laughed at that so hard. That's I mean, funny. it's not terrible. That's just that's just a funny fact. Like, yeah. they will never... Like, unless they're on Rumspringa. Like, if they're on Rumspringa, they will hear it, and they'll be able to go back to their people and be like... They have these things called podcasts where they talk for hours on end about nothing and people just <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> I was just in Ohio um, <laughs> on Friday. Yeah. I went to Cedar Point with my boy, Apollo Sneed. I got off of that ride. I, this is no exaggeration, saw 15 Amish people and I began to talk to them and they told me that they were on Rumspringa. And I didn't tell them this, but I told them that I had never um, had a photo with an Amish person. And they're like, oh, well, of course, because we believe that if you take our photo, it will uh, capture our soul and it will be stuck in that photo. (laughs) I didn't believe them. So I whipped out my phone real quick and I took a selfie with one of them. And when I took a selfie with this Amish guy, the, he went like this. He went. <laughs> started convulsing. <laughs> I, felt, I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I mean, he fell on the ground. It was in the mu- middle of this amusement park. They, this is no joke. They thought that he was going into shock and they pulled out an AED. (laughs) They pulled out an AED and did the administrative, uh, an AED on him. Tobias, come back, Tobias. (laughs) Tobias, don't leave us. Tobias gone. Oh, man. That is the funniest thing. I've heard it such a long time, dude. That is hilarious, man. Oh, my God. We're tracking over 14,000 pieces of space junk larger than four inches, but we suspect there's millions more smaller than that. All right. What do you think it's going to be like in 10 years? In 10 years, man, I I think it's going to black out the sun, dude. Oh, really? We're going to (laughs) be – we won't even – Holy we won't smokes. even be able to see the sun in 10 years. <laughs> oh, We're going to go from perfect vision in 10 years now. We cannot see the sun. Holy smokes. We really need to boost this podcast touch point <laughs> if we can't see the sun in 10 years. <laughs> Holy crap. Unless we start a small business or maybe a large where we get giant nets and we turn that space trash into space cash. We, oh. <laughs> turn that space trash into space cash. Nets. Oh, oh that's the a nets, beautiful line. Okay. That's why I'm making it to the song. That's so good. The same. Dang. That's hilarious, uh, Billy Bob, because my follow-up question was, what should we do to fix it? But you've already answered that question. Dude. we got to get a big net. I see a problem catch. and i got to fix it. I don't know. Just trying to be funny, trying to get into comedy, uh, trying to become a comic. 
uh, on the side, not full time. Uh, just trying to perform 50 times. I started reading the new comedy Bible. She's like, come up with a goal a year from now. Uh, so I think I've performed six times since I made that goal a couple weeks ago. You got to get out here doing it. I'm just trying to podcast. That's what it's all about. Just trying to be funny. Just trying to have some fun. Just trying to live Laugh and love, the three L's of life. If you are living, you're loving, and you're laughing, you're doing it right. There's been a lot going on. Uh, first of all, I got married. Uh, I got a ring on here now, uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, I married my best friend, Megan Juliana, now Heath. Uh, December 3rd, 2022, in Spokane, Washington. Hashtag Hooptown USA. I mean, we could be at war like we are now, kind of. There could be another. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, dude. Are we at war right now? Like, like, yeah, like that's you, news to me if like, we are. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean we're kind of at war right now? I'm an American citizen. I do not think we're kind of at war. What does that mean? <laughs> Ukraine stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, we're yeah, involved in, like, like stuff. We, we personally don't have troops in Ukraine, but, like, the Iraq war, we had troops in over in Iraq. I got you. Like, all yeah. that, all of that affects the economy, or maybe there's... An- so, like, last week, I got hit by a car. I was on my bike. I was riding my bike back from the University of Washington. I'm riding my bike. It's pouring. Classic day in Seattle, right? It's pouring down rain. I'm riding my bike back home and I'm not going very fast, like maybe seven to nine miles per hour. And then the lady, uh, there was a driver in front of me and then uh, they slam on their brakes. So I do the same thing with my brakes, but then it's so wet, uh, I just slam into the back of her car just like this. As you can see my nose. Um, So Maybe it's not to say, maybe it's not fair to say I got hit by a car or rather I hit a car on my bike. But anyways, I thought it was whack how she slammed on her brakes. Um, but uh, there I was, just my face into the back window. I'll post a little picture maybe in this. You can kind of see my outline in the back window of their car. And uh, they get out of the car and I have like rolled over now to the sidewalk and my face is just dripping with blood. And I'm like, am I still okay? I like, there's so much blood coming out. I'm like, do I have all of my teeth? And she comes up and she's so sweet about it. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, and I like, concussed I mean my head hurts so bad I'm like seeing two and she's like I gotta get to work and then she peels out uh real Seattle uh I just wanted to say before we get started okay I have a confession all right I don't know if this is the place to do it but I guess <laughs> here we are um words what did what did Maddie say last night confetti or something like that no, okay. I like confetti. Okay. <laughs> Shower me with your confetti. Here's the thing. I don't participate in the Wildlife Wednesday movement every single Wednesday, every single week. Oh, uh, why? Why is that? Well, you would think it's a negative thing, yeah. right? I, I find it to be very negative. <laughs> 
But here's the thing. I believe in the Wildlife Wednesday movement so much. You do? Yeah. Okay. That I don't think I need to be wearing a Wildlife Wednesday shirt to keep it carrying on. I just already know it's taken off and others are participating across the world. Wow. That is an incredible description of your lack of commitment to the movement. (laughs) You really tried to pitch it and sell it like it's a good thing that you don't participate every week. Uh, I like that. That's bold. I think you're you're learning from me, love. I I really... I think I'm going to stop. What is your first memory of stand-up? Would you watch like a special on TV? Did you see something live? I didn't get into stand-up until I was 26. I did not know what a comedian was until I was like 25, 26 years old. Do you hadn't even like seen like specials that you can remember of? The only comedian that I knew somewhat was a comedian growing up was Cat Williams. Um, My family is very Southern, so he was huge in the South. To me, I thought he was just like, you know, this ghetto pastor, you know, sort of this, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, so I, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't know he was a comedian. Like he would get up cause he would be talking about like life and like current events. Sure, and like, like he's got a message. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know, he's cursing a lot, but he's, he's making, he's, <laughs> he's spitting, yeah, he's spitting yeah. game right now, you know? So it wasn't until uh, I was like 25, I went to a uh, Kevin Hart concert in Portland at the Moto Center and I was watching it and I was like, I was kind of an egotistical guy. I was like, you know, I can do this too. I can you know? sell out an arena. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and then that fast forward 2019 was like my very first year doing open mics in Seattle. Um, so yeah, uh, that was first mic. Um, oh, for my very first mic, I was terrified. Uh, the girl who went before me accidentally, it was her first time too and she peed her pants. On stage? On stage. She went up with no material. She uh, had like a a nervous breakdown, peed her pants, ran off stage. And then the host was like, hey, as long as you don't pee your pants, you did better than her. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And I went up and of course I bombed, but I didn't pee my pants. So that I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not the worst comic here. (laughs) And uh, a couple mics later, you know, like things started to catch on and it kind of just took off from there. Wow. Did you address, because the host who, who brought you up, he addressed it. Mm-hmm. Did you address it? No, I didn't address it, but I, ju- I just made sure I stood away from where she was standing. I don't know. I'm a germaphobe. So I was like, uh, ah, let me just stand over here. But uh, no, I, I didn't address it. At that point, like I was a, I was a rookie. Like, I have a script. I'm sticking to this. Exactly. I like, improv right now. Yeah, I was like, I'm not Kevin Hart overnight. You know what I mean? So And uh, had to go pee. So we go to the bathroom, and Chuck and I are, you know, shoulder to shoulder, like separate stalls, uh, or urinals, of course, but just right next to each other. And we're peeing, and you know how you pee, and uh, if you're a man. And then, so we're peeing, and... Uh, this person behind us slams the stall door uh, very aggressively and it startles me. So I kind of turn around real quick, make sure, you know, we're not being attacked in Moda Center and go back to peeing. And then I go to zip up my pants and I feel some dampness right here on my thigh. And uh, here's a picture of what happened. I peed myself, uh, peed my pants, 
little pee pants and uh, showed my friend Chuck. He took a picture uh, to capture the moment. I walk into the stall uh, that was the source of my pain. And he goes out and he tries to find me some cheap shorts. They don't sell any cheap shorts. All they have are these sweatpants in my size. I think I spent like $80 on these sweatpants and um, I'm really getting my, my use out of them. Easy. Ooh, yes. Yes, so, Philly farting. Philly farting Philly I'm not sure anybody in the world outside of one person says Philly farting, but we can see. Yeah, so what I'm curious from you guys, the listeners, is do you know what the phrase Philly farting means? Drop in the chat, what does Philly farting mean? Is it the same thing as Philly dallying? My wife, Megan, repeatedly uses the phrase. It has for multiple decades. Philly farting. Well, we come to find out this week after pressing her on the issue that no one else has heard of this phrase, <laughs> Philly farting. <laughs> well, that haven't heard it from her. Oh, her yeah. friends had all heard of it from her. Yeah, right. Yeah, the friends have all heard of it from her. But don't use it themselves and never heard anybody say it. She reached out to her mother where she learned the phrase, and her mother corrected her saying, was it fiddler, fiddler farting, or fiddle farting? Fiddle farting. Fiddle farting around. Fiddle, fiddle farting. Like you have a fiddle, and you're just farting around on the fiddle. Yes. Not like you're from Philly, and you're farting around the city. Yes, or just a farter from Philly. Yeah, yeah you're not Just a gassy Philadelphian. Yeah, a gassy Philadelphian. <laughs> like, I don't you're know. not a gassy Philadelphian. Uh, where do you think the phrase dilly-dally came from? Oh, um, I think, well, you've heard of dilly bars, right? Dilly bars. No, um, I don't really know. I think it's like Dairy Queen. Uh, so oh, Dairy Queen has a dilly bar. I think it's like a, like a, it's like a popsicle or not a popsicle. Sorry. It's got a stick. It's like a vanilla ice cream. Uh, covered in like a, a chocolate exterior. And uh, so that's like a dilly bar. And so dilly dallying is whenever uh, you are kind of talking to your friends so long that your dilly bar starts to melt on your hand and it gets really sticky because um, you eat them during the summertime, like whenever it's warm. And so it's melted. And so it's kind of like, you're just kind of like, ah, you're just kind of you know, messing around or, or you're just not paying attention. You're taking too long to eat it. So it actually melts all over your hand and creates a big mess. And so that is where it's become dilly dallying. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. It's so uh, it's from Dairy Queen. Okay. Do you like DQ? Uh, I don't know. So uh, we're actually swapping rental cars that the next morning on Monday morning and I'm biking. Uh, I got the rental bike and I'm biking down uh, and I'm almost – to the street. So it's like you come down here and you turn left and it's just this mile long stretch of free parking. And I turn uh, out of the street from my Airbnb onto that long stretch and there is not a car in sight. And it dawned on me. It is Monday morning. And I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, so I'm just zooming down here praying the whole time. Like, 
maybe they haven't towed my car yet because my car's at the very end of the street. So I'm zooming down here just thinking, maybe I'll get lucky. Please God, I'll get lucky. And I actually, I'm coming down this street and I just see one car parked on the street and it looks like our rental car. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. There's one car left and it's our rental car. And I'm just zooming. I'm getting so excited. I'm like, praise God, our car didn't get towed. Yes. And I'm zooming, 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 zooming down this street. I'm like, living on 10. Are you on 10 yet? Let's go. I escaped a rental car towing. This is going to be a nightmare. And uh, nightmares come true uh, sometimes. And that's why you choose to live on things. I got up to the car. Turns out, uh, same car, except uh, it was an Uber. Uh, somebody was Ubering from there. I'm sure they were just like me. Their car had got towed, and they were Ubering to the tow lot. Because uh, that's what I did. I dropped off my rental bike at one of the bike stations. I Ubered 30 minutes north into downtown, kind of like this shipyard where the tow lot was. I get there. It takes you know so much money, so much time. Uh, I'm going to be late to return this rental car and late to pick up the next rental car. So I get there. I'm already going to be late. I'm like, great. I'm probably going to get charged for this. I get to the rent the tow, tow lot. They take cash only. I don't have a debit card. I just have the credit card. So I can't use the ATM because I don't have a pin set up for my credit card. I call the credit card company. It takes, get this, to set up the pin it's going to take four to seven business days and they have to ship it through the mail. I can't do it over the phone or on the laptop. We're living in 2022 folks. And they got a snail mail, may my credit card pin. So then I Uber from the tow lot to a bank to do a cash advance with my credit card. And then I Uber back to the tow lot. Finally, this is two hours later. I pick up the car no, it's probably two and a half hours later. I drive the rental car to go drop off that rental car. Now I, I'm I'm so late. I have to go Uber now to pick up this new rental car. We did Turo. So I'm Ubering there and I'm messaging the Turo guy like, dude, I'm almost there. I promise you, uh, I have had just a horrible day. I got my car towed, which probably I shouldn't have shared with him because he probably is like, this guy isn't trustworthy. He's going to get my car towed. So then I actually get that rental car uh, canceled because I was more than 30 minutes late. But I was telling him, dude, I'm coming. He's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And then I'm literally getting into the car. I'm into the car at this point, and the trip gets canceled. And I'm like, well, now I have this dude's car. He isn't here, and it's canceled. So I'm just like, this day has been horrible. But the whole day is shot. I spend the whole day doing that, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm thinking – I'm on my honeymoon. Am I going to choose to rejoice? Uh, looks like we got Billy Bob coming on. And, oh, yeah. Uh, hey, Billy Bob. Oh, yeah. Welcome oh, to yeah. the party. Uh, we just have one last question for Christopher, and he, he's got to get to bed, I think. Uh, That's past my bedtime. Uh, but hang out while we ask Christopher the final question. And then you can actually think about this too, Billy Bob, because we would love to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. okay, so have you guys seen the film Interstellar? Oh, yes. It's Bill's favorite movie. Yeah. Okay, so the big problem with space trash is that we're going to be stuck here on Earth because there's going to be too much trash circling the Earth. So let's say 
the interstellar situation comes to fruition. And uh, there's so much space trash going around uh, Earth where it's like, we have another planet we can go to, but now it's like risky to get out of there. What is the the success rate, uh, like the like the lowest the lowest threshold of success? I'm trying to form this question. It's like what's like the lowest threshold of success? Uh, like they they said like you have a 50 percent chance of making it out of Earth alive. Like you're in a spaceship going up through the, the like the orbiting spacecraft. This is the longest question, question I've ever heard. I feel like I'm getting interrogated and I'm about to So like myself. all of the, the trash circling Earth, they, they say like, like uh, it's going to be like 50%, like 25. Like what's the lowest success rate or like likelihood of making it out of Earth successfully in a, <laughs> in a spaceship that you'd be like, sign me up. Because like if you stay on Earth, like you're going to die, right? But, like, you have a good idea, like, it's going to be, like, five more years, ten more years before you die. But if you go up, you've only got, like, a 25, 33% chance of survival. Like, what's the lowest threshold that you would you would say, if it's any lower than this, I'm going to just stay and die on Earth. But if it's, like, this or above, I'm going to take my chances and try to go to, like, Planet X. Yeah. That's a really great question, Mike. It made a lot of sense. I appreciate it. Thank you. I would say I'm not 100% sure that I know what you're asking, but I think that if it is over 1%, there's a 1% chance that I make it out alive, I'm going because I've done a lot worse for a lot less. Okay. That's so good. Thank you so much, Christopher. One one thing that I just yeah, want to I, say I before know, I hop off here and give the table uh, to Billy Bob. Again, thank you so much. Uh, this is such an honor to try to bring awareness to space trash. I want you just to consider, I don't know if this is true, what the X in SpaceX stands oh. for. And just could it be trash? Oh, that's a really good point. I was kind of wondering those, uh, but I do have a show coming up July 12th at laughs comedy club. This is my, not my first, not my second, but my third audition. Number three. Wow. That's a Wednesday at laughs comedy club link in the show notes or the link in any of the bios on my Instagram. I like people aren't going to see what that noise was. They're just going to hear that clapping of skin. Uh, And uh, this has been fun. I was spanking Chris. Great night this Wednesday on July 12th. You may have remembered, maybe not was a big day for me. I had my, not my first, not my second, but my third audition at La, 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 La Laughs Comedy Club. Third time's a charm, baby. It was a hot show. The, the crowd was great. Uh, I had a lot of friends come out and support the show. But it was a full room uh, for a Wednesday night. It was, it, it was a great crowd. Uh, I felt great about my set coming in to the show. I felt like it was as tight as I could get it at this level of comedy is like, this is the best I got. Like, this is the best five minutes I've thought of and, and written, and I'm going to do it tonight. 
which is what you should do at an audition, right? Uh, at a showcase show, we you know, man, it just feels so good. You know, passing my audition is something, you know, I, the first audition I had at Laughs was back in the first week of January. I signed up before uh, we even moved for uh, an audition. It was my seventh time doing stand-up comedy. Way too early in my, for me to get up there and audition. It did not go very well. My second audition definitely went better. Uh, and that was back in May. I think it was May 18th. So we're about two months out from my second audition at Laughs. And I think I've grown a ton since then. I've been hitting it hard. I've been writing a lot more. I've been performing a little bit more. Uh, but definitely working on my writing a lot more. And uh, I think it paid off. You know, I think it went uh, as well as it could, honestly. Uh, I talked to uh, the club owner after the show. And, uh, well, the booker actually, he came up behind me. He's like, hey, send me your August dates. I'll get you on a show. And I was like, okay, that feels good. You know, uh, I didn't hear the words you passed, but... Seems like it's going that way. So I stuck around. Dude, so I talked to the club owner and he's like, good good job. You know, good job tonight. You did good, Mike. And he's like, hey, I want to get you up here hosting in August. And we flipped to the calendar, August 4th and 5th, the first weekend of August. And I am just like, I'm shook. I don't know. I, you know, I've been doing comedy for uh, on, you know, doing it. For nine months, like straight, just trying to get better and definitely like ramped up over that time. Like I haven't been going as hard, uh, but it just felt really good because one of my goals was to land a paid gig at a comedy club within the first year. So like I started in October and like by October 2023, my go one of my goals, in addition to performing 50 times, which I hit that goal earlier this year was to land a paid gig and uh, like it technically hasn't happened yet you know but like uh well actually yeah i did land it yeah yeah, yeah. so i landed i just haven't performed it yet but i landed so i i i'm just realizing that i achieved one of my goals of comedy this year so what's up dude uh feels good and so i will be hosting august 4th and 5th so if you're in seattle if you're not, buy tickets, come out, dude. My first hosting weekend at Laughs Comedy Club, I will be uh, opening as the host for Casey Shornima. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> dude, that's what. Okay, did you ever have any? Can you? Do you remember? Like, did you think you were divine at some point? Oh, yeah. I thought I was. I mean, I stole a car because of it. I, I thought I what? was. Yeah, yeah. But I, I found the car. I was like, I. I found the car because I was like, dude, this is so nuts. But I was like following. I was like kept yelling like, I want a car because I thought I was like connected to like the, the simulation. Like I thought I was <laughs> in a, I thought I was in a video game and that I was like the main player. But I could also the simulation was like conscious so I could like tell it what I wanted. And I, I kid you not, like I, I followed like flickering lights. And then I, there was this big van in this parking lot and it was like all the lights were like shining on I'm like that's the car that I've been trying to get I open the door and like I'm like if the if the keys are in the in the like middle console it's my car the keys were in the middle console so I'm like all right my car so I drove it around for a while and then I um and then I fe ended up like 
falling asleep in it because like you can fall asleep on meth if you've been up for six days and uh and then i woke up and the battery was dead and like thank god because like if i would have kept driving it around i would have totally been arrested (laughs) yeah so yeah like i went and asked people for like jumps and nobody had it so i was like all right i guess that's so you just left the van somewhere yeah so i hope the guy got it because i actually saw like a picture it was a mexican guy's van because he had like his licenses and stuff in there i hope he got it back (laughs) <laughs> oh i'm sure he did it, it, i couldn't have brought it that far <laughs> but you don't really know mm. i had a fun weekend comedy a week ago today i was down in gig harbor which is like south southwest of seattle i was so i did 40 minutes of comedy that was the by far the longest i've ever done comedy consecutively like a continuous set like been on stage. But prior to that, I think I did like 25 minutes uh, here at a, an open mic in Seattle. Uh, so I didn't like double that, but I got close to doubling it. I do in 40 minutes. Like I was surprised. Like, I still had some jokes to go through. Now, I won't say, like, it wasn't, like, a really clean 40 minutes at all. Like, there was there was definitely, like, a like a good solid 10 to 15 that was, like, much more tight. And then the other 25, which was, like, just stuff that I haven't fleshed out as much. But I still think, like, I got laughs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Won't the space turtle correct the tip before we fall off? I mean, we've lasted 2,023 years on the turtle so far. I just feel like Alexandra really understands, you know, kind of uh, science and um, how time works, how we're recording time. So I feel like. You know, I talked about in that reel how we're going to save the flat earthers as we take five-gallon buckets of water from the ocean, we pour them back into the ground, and uh, that's my solution. Uh, I think Alexandra brings up a good point. That is a solid point. I like that, Alexandra. Well, just so you know, Alexandra, I sell plastic bottles and caps, so by the end of my career, there's not going to be an ocean to get the water. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. don't worry about 30 inches okay because it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot more than that gone <laughs> i like it yeah. oh um that's so good that's rich uh true story jacob does sell plastic so um uh trying to get those sales up man let's get let's get a little bump in those sales really really good for dating but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I wanted a career I was passionate about, and when I was seven, I got stung by a jellyfish on the first day of my beach vacation, and it I was sick the rest of the week, and I decided, you know what, I'm gonna destroy everything in the ocean, and this is how I can do it. So, <laughs> bring it on, Alexandra. I love it, dude. Uh, yeah, let's. Let's people said we need to explore the ocean and what's a better way to explore the depths of the ocean than to to destroy it. Like it's so hard to get down into the deep. Yeah. If we just, just, we can get down there, right? If there's no water left. I think ocean exploration is an elitist activity as we've recently seen with the submersive deal. 
So what's the best way to make the ocean discovery more accessible to the general population than to make it so shallow that all of us can just walk out there? Dude. I'm I'm for everyone. Okay? So there you go. That's how we we're about it. equal opportunity on this podcast. So yeah. we're just trying to level the playing field here, right? Yeah. I mean here, I know the deal. <laughs> Oh, so good. And I wanted to get into this because like I was talking about how you don't really see frolickers anymore. Okay. But you also don't really hear about bank robberies anymore. That's very true. Like when was the last time you heard about a bank robbery? Oh, man. Like a good one? Like I don't even... A real good one. Yeah, like that made like national. Mm -hmm. uh, Or even just a low-key one, honestly. I'm cool with that. Like a a small bank robbery. Probably years, man. It's, It's been, I would say years. Dude, so I was saying, like, I just, like, I think it used to be, like, a big issue. Like, people would be, like, owing someone money, and then they'd be like, well, I can't pay you back. Like, my bank just got robbed. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense, uh, you know, because the paper dollar is kind of going away. Yeah, like, like it's all Dogecoin now, or Bitcoins, you know? it's We're we're going to the digital dollar, right? Yeah. you, You can't even... Like, can you imagine walking into somewhere with a bag of quarters and trying to pay? Like, doesn't that just <laughs> Nowadays, sound like the no, worst no, thing? Yeah, you sound like someone from Capitol Hill. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was just thinking about that. And then uh, a, a listener, Trevor Thorlickson, he shot me a DM and he said, I was listening to the radio, which just paused the story right there. Like, who... Who's still listening to the radio? I, I actually still listen to the radio. Really? I do, yeah. Well, one one particular station, uh, one, what is it, 107.7 The End. Um, I mean, I, I mix it up and do the Spotify thing too, but uh, yeah. I, I kind of like the radio. It's like okay. you don't have to think about what to put on, you know? Dude, just, you and Trevor, man. You guys, yeah. he said the radio is alive and well. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I never knew. But he was saying that on the radio, he heard about... Uh, this elderly, a seventy-year-old, seventy-eight-year-old woman, who uh got arrested for robbing a bank. Seventy-eight years old. Seventy. She robbed a bank in Missouri. What was her tactic, dude? I don't know. Okay, so so her name is Bonnie Gooch. <laughs> oh, okay, Bonnie Gooch. <laughs> <Dude>. Okay, <laughs> a real that, bank robber name. Right? That doesn't even sound like a real name, dude. <laughs> Bonnie Gooch comes from a family of bank robbers. They've been getting what? the Gooch. Since long ago, dude. So, she, okay, so oh, here's man. here's the news. I'm reading this from KMBC News, which is like a Kansas City okay. uh, news station. So this, this happened in Pleasant Hill, Missouri. Okay. So Gooch was actually previously convicted of robbing a bank in 1977. And then okay. in 2020, she robbed a bank in Lee Summit, Missouri, when she was 75. And third time's a charm. So she uh, she robbed a bank again. Uh, so this is her third time robbing a bank. Okay. So she likes it. Yeah. But uh, has got... Well, actually, I don't... She may have robbed... We know of at least three. Okay. okay. So she, she comes got from away. the Gooch family. Yeah. So she's... Well, they, she might have robbed more. Okay, that, yeah. I mean... But uh, I want to just let me just show you this picture of her her mugshot. Oh wow, yeah. She, li- <laughs> you know, what's funny is her name fits like the way she looks. Dude, a when you bit. see her, yeah. you're like, oh, that's Bonnie Goose. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> uh, man. So people, well, at least Bonnie is out here still robbing banks. Yeah, she's hustling. I don't know if right. she's frolicking, but she's robbing. Yeah, 
I yeah, I don't. She doesn't seem like a frolicker just from the picture you showed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She maybe back in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I just wanted to let people know that uh, beware, especially if you know a gooch, uh, they are coming for your bank. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Uh, don't trust a gooch. Yeah, don't trust a gooch. Yeah, that's that's the message we have today. Is <laughs> especially Bonnie Gooch. Yeah, that's like the title of this episode. Don't trust the gooch. That's wild, man. <laughs> hey, the weirdest guy I've met in the Seattle comedy scene. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're you're weirder wow. than Emmett Montgomery. You're weirder. Robbie Schrader? You're even weirder than Robbie Schrader. Really? Yeah. Wow. I guess. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're welcome, dude. It's a good weird. It's oh, not it's a, a it's solid not a weird, creepy dude. It's, weird. It's the best weird, dude. Okay. Oh, I've met some creepy. I've met yeah. some creeps. Yeah. Oh, some real creepies, dude. Yeah. Some, some guys <laughs> I would be afraid to be in an alley with. You know, yeah. I'm like, I don't know about you, dog. Yeah. Yeah, I won't drop any names, but uh, <laughs> they're spooky. But you'll call me weird to my face. Oh, but I'll call you weird to your face all day long, dude, because you want to know why? I get my peaches on the sidewalk. I get my peaches on the sidewalk. <laughs> Amen, dude. I get my peaches on the sidewalk. Yeah, I got to have a couple different versions of that. <laughs> Maybe get a hip-hop song going with it. Yeah, dude. I liked the <laughs> Bieber's... What was that? What was your line that you added to it? You tagged it up with the Bieber got those fancy, fancy peaches. peaches. Yeah. But me, I get my peaches on the, the sidewalk. sidewalk. I do need... You played college ball? Played for the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Got a four-year basketball scholarship out of the Bronx. And uh, we went to the NCAAs three out of my four years. Yeah. Had a great, great program there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to play against the GOAT. Yeah, I played against Mike. He was a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a sophomore, and uh, I was a senior. And uh, they came to uh, Chattanooga one year. And But Mike really didn't hurt us. It was uh, uh, Perkins, Sam Perkins, yeah. that really hurt us. Mike did his thing, but he wasn't the Michael Jordan that uh, he was then uh, – that it was in college so yeah but i got a chance to play with him play against him yeah that's so fun yeah yeah yeah. what yeah. a great experience yeah yeah, yeah it was it was because it was. It was. if i remember right was it did he make the shot his freshman year in the ncaa tournament his or was, sophomore year that was his sophomore year oh, okay so. oh you yeah. believe so okay yeah i'm trying to remember i watched the i just recently rewatched the last dance right have you seen that oh, yeah, series yeah. okay yeah, of course yeah, yeah, so yeah. good yeah it's good it's i was trying good. to remember in the timeline yeah, it was good. It's a good uh, uh, story about Mike and the team. He doesn't talk about his teammates too much. It was mm-hmm. all about him. But, you know, uh, Mike is Mike. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Did you get dunked on? Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah, I didn't get dunked on. I wasn't down. I was a play the point guard. So, oh, okay. You know, point guard, shooting guard. So I wasn't down low too much. It was for the big fellas. Yeah, no yeah, posters. Yeah, yeah nah. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> no whatsoever. Yeah. Sorts. Now, I don't want to rush this because I want to do it right. I don't want to – I want to be one of those – those uh podcasts that rebrands every 25 episodes you know but i feel like having passed the 25 episode threshold i don't want to get to 50 without changing this thing so definitely gonna happen before if it happens it will happen before episode 50 i was at chilling at a coffee shop this week this kind of got me thinking about just maybe where our culture is going Today, this uh, this young man rolled up into a coffee shop without a shirt on and asked for an application <laughs> to apply for a job. And I kind of thought, like, is this where our culture is? Him. They didn't say they wouldn't hire him. Yeah, like, shirt. he couldn't order, but he was like, I know I can't order anything. I don't have a shirt on, but can I have an application to apply here as a bold. barista? It's bold. Did they give him one? They told him to go online. Okay, that's why that makes sense. 
makes sense. That was kind of crazy that people have like physical applications anymore. Yeah. But what is crazier to have a physical application or to show up and ask for a job application without a shirt on? Were you in Lexington? No, I, I was in Kansas City, Missouri. If you were in Lexington, that would totally be Sure, yeah. To it's like, <laughs> they'd probably hire you on the spot. <laughs> uh, uh, we're, we're drinking too much water. I think that's the issue. I'm, I'm participating in the problem. So I guess what's going on, here's what the scientists are saying, that we've moved so much water in the past two decades that the planet has shifted at least 30 inches off of its axis. Now, don't don't be alarmed whenever I say that because you're like, golly, Mike, what does that mean? Are we going to fall off the earth because it's flat? No. Um, but but one 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 researcher uh, is concerned and uh, surprised. Here's here's how he's broken it down for us. Good job. Or they I don't know if it's a he or she uh, that that we have displaced five point five million Empire State buildings worth of groundwater between 1993, the year I was born, and 2010. It's because the water we pump from underground aquifers for irrigation and other activities mostly ends up in the ocean instead of going back into the ground, which causes a pretty big weight distribution. This pumping has also added 6.24 millimeters to sea levels which have riven, risen by 10 centimeters since 1992. So what I gather from this information is that if you live on a coast like me, what we need to do, what our moral obligation to save the, the world is to go to the ocean once, if you can, twice a day, if not three times a day with a five-gallon bucket. You pick it up. And you go back to wherever you live on land and you dump it into the ground. And I think if we all commit to doing this over the next 17 years, we we may be able to correct the shift so we don't all fall off like a table. Like, you know, a table, if you lift it up, it's like flat like this. But if you if you start tilting it, things are going to stay on there. But if you tilt it too much, everything's going to fall off. So what I think we need to do is, yeah, again, take a bucket from the, if you're on the coast, if you're in the Midwest, if you're a fan from the great state of Missouri, listening to this, or you're in the middle of India, listening to this, welcome, number one, glad to have you. Uh, And then number two, you're absolved, but encourage your friends on the coast to be doing this. That's the beautiful <laughs> thing about self-healing metals, really, is that oh, yes. um, so if someone was trying to break into your home, let's say that, and you had metal windows, which you've already established is what we were kind of talking about in the first place. So someone cracks your metal window, and I think these self-healing metals will just seal it up right away. Well, I'd rather like a suit of armor like Iron Man. Iron yeah. Man? But doesn't this sound a little bit like the premise of Terminator? Oh, like the, the We've got, Terminator 2. Exactly. Well, yeah, the guy he, who could heal yeah, himself. So yeah, AI yeah. is rising rapidly. We can't keep up with AI. Meanwhile, we are, we are helping the robots by developing self-healing metals. So we have given them the power in AI. Now we're giving them the tools to become 
human bones and flesh by self-healing metals, they're going to take over. (laughs) How long before Terminator 2 is our reality is what I want to know. We're giving them human flesh and bones by giving them self-healing metals. Exactly. Is is a wild sentence that I did not think that we were going to talk about on this podcast, but I like Well, these are the kind of hard hitting things that we're we're trying to tackle here on the average oddcast, okay? Because it, it is a weird world we're living. Here we go, dude. In fourteen minutes again. Going back one more time. That's, wow, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, plan. come on, hit me. It's, with it. It, 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 it's very doable, but you have to do it. <laughs> it's very doable, but you have to do it. That's what this company out in Cali they said. Man, uh, let's let's build a flying car. You think it's impossible, but we ain't a trier. We ain't a doer. Well, oh, sorry, we we ain't a trier or an in betweener. We are a doer. And they said it's very doable. You just have to do it, man. They took that Ric Flair to heart, baby. They flared up. They got all flared up, and they went out and did it. They did it. Welcome back to the brand new podcast, Average Oddcast. Average just trying, just just trying to podcast has died. Uh, did you know that, Joey? No. Well, uh, it's true. Yeah, my what? last last episode was the last one. Just trying to podcast. Yeah, I'm no longer just trying to podcast. How many I, episodes did you have of that? I had thirty. I had thirty okay. where I was just trying to do it. Now, I have. Uh, I'm still continuing the same channel. I'm not like starting a new channel or anything. Cool. I'm just renaming, rebrand. Yeah. Everybody needs a good rebrand. Yeah. And uh, the quickest. And I think, I believe in America. I think we can do it. And you know what I don't believe in? I don't believe India landed on the moon. I'm not saying, I, I don't have anything against India. I don't think America has landed on the moon. I'm on that. You guys have seen the videos. You know, I think NASA's pretty clear they doctor their photographs, their their videos. So there's this uh, there's this news story out that the India's Chandrayaan three moon mission, which had a budget of only seventy five million dollars, has landed on the moon. Which uh, people have been talking about. It cost $165 million to make the film Interstellar, 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 which is one of the top 10 best films that have ever existed. It's in my top 10. It is arguably just, it's undeniable, actually. Um, but uh, this is, uh, the this makes India supposedly the fourth country to ever land on the moon and the first ever to lo- land on the dark side. So, Essentially, what they're saying is, yeah, y'all can't see it. We landed on the dark side, but like we did it, guys. That's like that kid in high school that said, I dunked, man. It's like, where's the video? He's like, uh, I don't know. I was just in the gym by myself and I threw a dunk down, bro. It's like, all right, do it again. They're like, well, I, my ankle hurts. You know what I mean? It's like, come on now. Where's the, where's the proof of this? Of course you would be the fourth country to not, again, it's nothing against India. I love India. I love their food. I love their culture. I love their language. I love their love of just all things beautiful. And man, like tea, who like, gosh, a cup of hot tea, like a nice little London fog action, or just even like a nice like herbal tea. Like I, I love India. 
I'm, I'm, I'm totally for it. I'm just saying, how do y'all expect me to believe that one, y'all did it for, golly, half the price of the film Interstellar. And, you know, maybe that's to say that was a bloated budget on that film, but I'm saying, come on, landed on the moon, You're the fourth country to ever land on the moon, and you did it on the dark side, who's who have never gone there, and like, of course, we couldn't see you do it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. You know, we never see the dark side of the moon. Pink Floyd. But I do have encouraging news. You know, I don't want to be all just, you know, stuff, weird stuff's going on in the world, right? You know, there's the modern space race, the line race, dark side of the moon stuff, Transformers. You know, that's where the Transformers are at. Like, it's it's scary out here. But yeah, yeah dude, I got- that was good. Nice. Oh, that made me think. So, so this is the shirt I'm wearing today. Yeah. So this girl. Um, so like these three girls got out of this, uh, out of this van or out, not out of this van, out of this vehicle. And, um, and I'm just sitting there, I'm, I'm working on my laptop and, uh, this girl is kind of just standing. She's probably six, seven feet away from me, just standing, staring at me. And, uh, she does this for probably five seconds. And then she, I had my AirPods in. So she looks at me and she goes, like pull like pull out your pull out your headphones and uh i was like um i was like okay i wasn't even listening to anything at the time but i was like (laughs) i'll pull this out just to just to show that like that that i'm listening and uh she says uh um you know you you like heard those rumors that they're dating right Oh, Kelsey him, and him, uh, Taylor him, Swift. Him and, him, yeah, and then it says him and Taylor Swift, right? And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I've heard about that. She just like stares at me dead in the face. She goes, he's not good enough for her, and then walks away. <laughs> she just wanted to let you know, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. What a bizarre interaction that you notice that I have Travis Kelsey on my t-shirt and that you wanted to say that he is not good enough for Taylor Swift and then just walk away. Dude, Swifties are wild, bro. <laughs> it it was like I like there are some girls in my group that are like that. Not like that per se, but they are like into Taylor Swift. And it is true, man. They're, they, they are like, it is a, it's a breed, man. It's a different breed. <laughs> Do you think uh, Travis Kelsey is good enough for Taylor Swift? Um, uh, or do you think I Taylor don't... Swift's not good enough for Travis Kelsey? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good Flip point. It on its head. Bro. Um, uh, I don't know if I, um know either one of them you know or care to know if like one of them is good enough for the other one i do think that it is wild to me that like travis kelsey can pull this off in any way because <laughs> yeah, like okay, yeah. i f- i feel like there's like the first show i headlined was on a thursday that was like their tester kind of and i think rick did a good job of like easing me into it because he's like just do this one thursday and i told all my friends and they were hyped so it was like a most a, a big friend presence yeah and i, I had just gotten laid off from my job then and <laughs> so they're like extra motivated to- my last message on the team's <laughs> chat which people were talking about how funny it was i was like 
you know, I don't have a job now, so if anyone <laughs> wants to come support me, do comedy. <laughs> and it worked. And like they you showed know, up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of my set, you know, that let me talk about that for, you know, for part of my set. So, yeah, it was like all these people from my work, and I was just talking about getting laid off and, like, making them uncomfortable. But, they, yeah, you know, we, we tied it all together. But Dude, what's, like, the weirdest thing that's happened to you recently? The weirdest some everyday thing. oddities. Well, a friend. I mean, on the it's cat related. Uh, <laughs> of course, I mean that's why I segued into this. I knew it was about cats, dude. I a f- a friend of mine has a cat, very tiny cat, four years old. And I was like, that is a tiny cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> my friend's like, yeah, I I gave. I gave him potion to keep him small. And I was like, this is a joke, obviously, but no, it was said very matter of factly. And I'm like, he's a witch. Exactly. That's what I was like. Are you, are you into witch stuff here? What's like happening? Like, no, it's just this thing. Potion. You just drop it in the water or whatever it is. And then it keeps the animal small, like the Simpsons or something like keeping them the same size, like for years, like, it's a weird thing that apparently exists. So learning about that. Wait, so it's not witchcraft? I don't think it's witchcraft. I think it's just... Can it's like you with have the a non-witchy potion? That's a good question. I, mean, I think if Is you use the word potion, you are implying that it's witchery. Yeah, it's magical at minimum. Yes. Yeah. So oh, get... so maybe he's... Now, what's the difference between a wizard and a witch? wizards i feel like have more ability like you know like raiden with their hands and that kind of stuff okay whereas a witch is more just uh apothecary i think right like um to be honest i knew about three words you just said so (laughs) i'm gonna roll with it you've obviously got more i played a lot of oblivion a lot of skyrim (laughs) the words you're saying i'm still not tracking with (laughs) the video games oh skyrim like I had a headlining set. I did 50 minutes of comedy continuously, which is super hard. <laughs> and uh, like it, it, it just felt it like, okay. So it's one of those things where, you know, it feels like an eternity, but also like goes by surprisingly so fast. And I did have a lot of fun, but it was obvious that I like wasn't a headliner. And I asked, I asked some comedians, some comedians said like, dude, you should not do this. Like you are not ready. This is a bad move, bro. Bad move. I would never do this. People who've been in it for like five years said, I'm not even there yet. You know, you know, <laughs> and then other people was like, dude, someone's giving you an opportunity. You should do it. And I listened to those people. <laughs> so I did it. And, uh, it was hard. And at sometimes I'm, I, sometimes I'm sure it felt Probably like a little weird. And if you're okay, so and I, I probably sometimes I would say it was cringy. I imagine there were stretches. I think in the middle, the middle of the act, I think felt a little cringe. Picked it back up with some of my my best. Well, at this level, my heavy hitters. You know, I'm not saying I'm not putting these up against like the heavy hitters of all times, but. Like just for me at my level, heavy hitters, and it picked back up at the end a bit. The middle, 
a little cringe, but I had a great time and golly, it was just so, so thankful for the opportunity. The Grizzly Bar, Grizzly Bar. I was uh, mad humbled, mad humbled. That's for sure. Ace Ventura, the pet detective, he taught us how to be goofy. We all live in an oddly funny world, oddly funny world, oddly funny world. We all live in an oddly funny world, oddly funny world. Oddly funny world. First in my head, Mr. Chappelle, are you on? First in my head, sir. Comedy is coming. It's coming down. Sarge, it's comedy. Cut the cable. Drop the mic. It's a captain. Oh, captain, my captain. As we joked about your mama. We were clowning like Wild and Out. SNL was comedy. Was comedy in our oddly a funny world. We all live in an oddly funny world. Oddly funny world. Oddly funny world. We all live in an oddly funny world. Oddly funny world. Oddly funny world. Y'all live in an oddly funny world. An oddly funny world. Oddly funny world. We all live in an oddly funny world. Oddly funny world. Great shot.